set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi, guys. This is Ashley. And this is Brittany. And welcome to Black Girl Film Club. It's a, a podcast with two black girls talking about movies. So today we're doing our pilot episode. You'll either hear this or you won't, depending on how good it is. But we're going to be discussing um, Peter Jackson's Dead Alive from 1992. But before we get into the movie, we want to tell you a little bit about ourselves. Ashley, you want to go first? Yes. So I am a graphic designer uh, from Dallas, Texas. Whoop, whoop. I recently got really heavy into movies like within the last year. Um, I've got like a little film list I'm going through. What I wanted to get out of this podcast was to have some sort of place for black girls to talk about movies. And most of the time, I feel like a lot of reviews and a lot of news and a lot of things regarding movies are always through uh, like white people or other groups of people, which is fine, but it would be nice to have an, a place where we could share our opinions about movies and movies specifically. Due to a lot of like the big things happening in Hollywood lately, I thought it was really imperative that women have a place to talk about movies because when you talk about a movie and a guy disagrees with you, they really disagree with you. So it's nice to have a place, I think. To, to discuss movies without any sort of guy interruption. And I feel that. And I'm Brittany. I am based out of Cleveland, Ohio. I am, well, I consider myself a writer, but I'm not that productive. But I am really, really into movies as well. I think I watch like a new movie, mostly horror, at least every day. Um, I want like similar things out of this podcast as Ashley. Um, we are a group that shut out on movie discussions. Like I have yet to really see a movie podcast that features two people of color, let alone two black people discussing movies. What I come across a lot of times is like white guys talking about bad movies or white guys getting really deep into cinema and giving their um, opinions about what the, director or writer meant with this and that and I'm like dude let's just talk about movies in a way that's easy to digest like we could all be on the same page and just have like easy conversations about movies so that's why I wanted to do a podcast as well I think the craziest thing because we both talk we always talk about movies on Twitter that's how I think me and Brittany have gotten like closer throughout the years is tweeting about movies, live tweeting, saying this movie looks like trash, this movie looks like it's going to be good. <laughs> um, and it's always been like a kind of like a really sort of insulated relationship. And I guess with, within talking about movies, because we have like a good circle of friends that like to talk about movies. But like lately, because I've been on like different websites and stuff and reading other people's reviews and reading like user generated reviews, and just like, if you have an opinion about a movie and you're a woman and you're coming from it, from that perspective specifically, people really get offended. <laughs> Men get really offended. And I think it's kind of bullshit. I agree. Like you can't 
say anything. I feel like you can't say anything negative about like a Christopher Nolan movie. Like, yeah, if you don't believe the Dark Knight is, yeah, because maybe the movie was garbage. <laughs> come for you. They will snatch your wig clean off. The thing I think I've learned lately is that I haven't been too, um, I guess, particular about what movies because there's a lot of movies I have never seen before. And so I kind of just want to absorb all the movies. But some movies just are like, are you sure that's the that's the movie you want to, the hill you want to die on for this movie? Are you sure? And so I feel like that a lot of times when I watch a movie, that's like a quote unquote classic movie. But I think, especially the last like couple of months, like I really started to like learn and feel more about like how women in cinema are treated, Black women in cinema of course, are practically ignored. I just think that with this podcast, just talking about movies from like a different perspective is good. And maybe if you're like a girl out there, black girl out there that likes movies, that doesn't really have anything or anybody to talk to them, talk to about them. I think this would be, hopefully this would be a good place for you. Yeah. Like you have us, like, we're not going to shut down on your opinions about how you feel about a movie. Like, I love trash movies. Like, if I read a description and say, oh, no, baby, what are you doing? I'm going to watch <laughs> that movie. And that's how I feel like I trick Ashley into watching a whole lot of movies with me. Because I'm like, this looks terrible. We have to watch it. <laughs> there are a lot of so good, like, so bad they're good movies. And they're just, like, really, really bad movies. And I feel like we watch a lot of those, too. Yeah. I'm I'm still very very sorry about Night of the Living Dead. God, God, you owe me for that one. You owe me for that one. <laughs> I saw Chris Marquette and I was like, yes, he's getting a check. Let's watch this. <laughs> Ooh, mess. <laughs> We're gonna talk about Dead Alive. Um, it was released, I guess, in New Zealand under the name Brain Dead, but when it was released in the U.S., it was released under Dead Alive, and I'm a big horror fan. Like, I don't know why. I kind of blame my aunt. She made, like, let me watch Child's Play when I was, like, two years old. And mm -hmm. I ain't been right since. It's mm -mm. just something about being scared that's kind of fun. As long as it's from, like, the safety of your home and you're just watching it on TV. That's cool. Like, if yeah. I was really in a child's play situation where my dog comes to life and tries to kill everybody, I don't know how I would react. Like, that would be too much for me. But no. Dead Alive is a movie that I keep hearing, like, prior to watching it for the first time, maybe sometime last year, it's a movie that comes up a lot about it being so mm -hmm. great. Um. And when I saw it, it was very different from what I, like most of the buzz that I heard about it. I know it didn't perform well when it was um, first released, but it has developed a cult following over the years. So Ashley, I'm gonna let you tell everybody what I guess the, the movie is about, like the central plot. Basically, Dead Alive is kind of like, I don't know if it's like a twist on zombie movie. It's kind of like a zombie movie. It's kind of campy, I guess, um, to me at least. But basically, it's about a guy named Lionel, 
who lives and this is at New Zealand, by the way, um, who kind of lives under his um, really oppressive mother. She don't let him go out anywhere. She don't let him date any of that stuff. And one day he meets this really cute girl. I think her name is Paquita. Yes, her name is Paquita. Yes. And they kind of like, well, she sets her sights on him immediately because of some curse her her granny said, or not curse, like a fortune she got. And they start hanging out and they go to the zoo and that's their first day is at the zoo. And they encounter the rat monkey of Sumatra. I've been calling it Sumatriptan, but that is clearly one of my migraine meds. <laughs> I think it's Sumatra. I, want, I, I, just, I think it is. I hope it is. It looks but, like that claymation scene from Moonwalker. Like when Michael Jackson is dancing with the rabbit. It oh looks God. just like it that. Is that scary 80s um like claymation for sure. Like very sort of like like I when they showed the rat, I was like, um, the fuck is that? Like because <laughs> it didn't look like a rat, it didn't look like a monkey. It it looked it just like looked- something. It was something. It looked terrible. But basically, <laughs> this this rat monkey is carrying some sort of virus that will basically turn you into a zombie. Lionel's mom, while she's creeping and watching Lionel and Peta on their date, she is bit by the monkey and stomps him out. With her church lady twos, her kitten. <laughs> she murdered him. She's, she's definitely stomped out the monkey. <laughs> is basically what patient zero i guess is what you would call it she's basically the source yeah. of all the zombification in this small new zealand town and from there it just gets worse <laughs> it, it really does like one of the first things i've heard about dead alive was the uh, i've heard people um call it like the soup scene but it's like a custard scene so like lionel's mom is very domineering and wants to be a part of high society and she has a chance to be um inducted into some kind of like ladies league that's really um prestigious in her community so um as a part of her initiation i guess she has to kind of like wine and dine um some high-ranking members so she invites a couple over for dinner um the day before all the the commotion with the the rat monkey and they um come uh, come to dinner the next day and she is fucked up like she's half zombie half old lady she's falling apart ah uh, her face her face oh they glued her face <laughs> oh they glued her part of her cheek back on her face i was like this is gonna take a turn yeah so she he like lionel got the little glue stick was putting some airplane glue on her cheek putting <laughs> it back into place patting it down he, he did her face I was like, that's nice your mama's though. face are you not concerned <laughs> but she really really was like determined for this dinner to go well and it did not she is continuing her transformation into i guess a zombie and this is the scene that had me shook so first of all like they finish their meal without too much of an incident it goes okay it's not the best you can see the lady from the league is really really uncomfortable when she's like at this table 
But the part that got me was the custard scene. So the guy that she's the woman's husband, he's a thick dick. Like he he's a big um, and that's okay. I'm not gonna discriminate because I am one too, and I feel him. But yeah, thick snack, thick thick, yes. But he want like he eats his meal. He's just woofing everything down, and then when he's done, he wants dessert. Like he is at somebody else's house insistent that they have dessert so lionel in a mm-hmm. pinch brings out custard first ashley what is custard like what is that custard i think it's kind of like pudding ish i don't really do gelatinous things like that okay. so like when they i think it's kind of something along the lines of like um like vanilla pudding that kind of thing because when they brought it out i was like ooh. That looks nasty. I'm like, so what is this? Yeah. Why are y'all eating it? Yeah. Mm-mm. But like, this is where things take that hard left. Like, we're already on some shaky ground, but then the whole movie just goes left. Like, as the mother is eating her meal, her ear falls in her plate. And she has like an open wound <laughs> on her arm that it just pops out like one of those Dr. Pimple Popper squeezes into <gasps> that dude's custard. Oh, jeez. And he, oh, fuck. <laughs> Zoom in. You can tell my reaction yeah. to this movie. <laughs> They zoom in on the bowl and get like a really close, tight shot of him scooping like the bloody custard and eating it like he didn't even notice that happened when everybody looked sick yeah no it was like it was like some sort of like i don't know like bloody pussy kind of stuff and i was like peter jackson (laughs) how dare you (laughs) i was really it was too much it was too much but like after this dinner the mom i guess she dies for the first time Mm -hmm. and they bury her and then like her the priest at her funeral later turns into like father john claude van damme yeah he when he said he said i kick ass for the lord i kick ass for christ (laughs) (laughs) he was just like side kicking everybody and when like things got really really out of hand so the mom like isn't dead she like crawls her way out of the grave and mm-hmm. then it just gets wild. Like everybody's like coming over, like coming to her and like they're biting. His... Wait, I'm going to, it's too much. Wait a minute. I'm just thinking about it. And I'm thinking about the like <gasps> priest, like scissor kicking everybody back into their graves. But like, bruh. And then somehow you got like impaled on something and that was his fiery end or whatever like i just remember that scene and be like what is what is what is he doing <laughs> like he just turned into some weird like vigilante superhero and that doesn't last too long because like right after that scene he's bitten again and well he's bitten and then he turns into one and poor lionel like he's trying to become paquita's bae but it's not really going well for him. Like, he's trying to keep all the zombies that he has in his house, like, under wraps so they don't harm her. 
and she thinks he's being distant. So she's off with some other guys who this is kind of weird. Like this movie has some like really weird racial parts. Like the beginning opens with like this guy coming to like um trap the the rat monkey and he's attacked by a group of like I guess aborigines but they're painted like like traditional like savages quote unquote in the media and I was like ooh no mm-hmm. no 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 Hi guys so Brittany just used a term that I wanted to correct a little bit she said that the people were painted like traditional aboriginal people Aboriginal Australian is the umbrella term for the indigenous people of Australia. Since Peter Jackson is from New Zealand, his frame of reference may have come from the Maori, the indigenous people of New Zealand. But the beginning of this movie is set in Sumatra, one of the largest islands in Indonesia. So it would be more appropriate to reference the indigenous people there, of which there are many. Just wanted to point that out in case we came across as trying to generalize people in these areas. Race in this movie is already handled pretty poorly and we don't want to make it worse. Yeah, because I watched this twice. And the first time I watched it, I was like, I didn't really like catch that, like, that part really, other than I caught like, oh, there's a guy about to take something that doesn't belong to him from the country. And they trying to warn him, but he refuses and look what the fuck happened. But then I I rewatched it. And I was like, Ooh, that's not really good. (laughs) It's kind of fucked up. Yes. And, like, did you notice the same kind of thing a little bit around Paquita? Yeah, I remember. So, like, the part when she, um, like, her, uh, was it her, her mother, her grandma or somebody, like, does, like, the, 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 I don't know, like, the card reading or something? I think that's her grandma. Yeah, it was, like, the weird sort of, like, voodoo, but it seemed very, like, oh, look at these weirdos and their voodoo rituals. And then, um... And then there was, like, the uncle, Lionel's uncle was like, oh, you got a Latin girl, do you? <laughs> I was like, ugh. Yes, and, like, clearly we're not talking about the actual plot of this movie, but there's, like, when Paquita's out, like, trying to make Lionel jealous with some rando dude, he, like, I just, like, paid attention. He keeps calling her, like, a foreign beauty. And I was like, oh, oh. no. And, like, in 2017 this goes over really bad like this isn't good at all they kind of like made her like super exaggerated in some parts too because there's a part where where lionel's mother i think her name is vera i think it is yeah she eats paquita's dog oh oh and that's when they pull the dog's tail out of her mouth yeah, they pulled the whole dog, and I was like, oh, Nilla. And then the, she was like, your mother ate my dog. And I was like, um, that is very dramatic. Like, that's very, that's very, very uh, stereotypical, sort of. Oh, no. Like, it, it, it's bad. The racial parts of this movie, they don't age well at all. At all. No. Like, I always mention, like, when you're watching movies, you kind of have to think of it in a historical aspect. And I hate like when I'm going to see a movie in 2017 that's made in 2017 that still tries to get away with some of the like quote unquote comedy from the 1980s. Like 
like yeah. gay guys are funny gay people are funny you know who's funny asian people oh they don't know how to drive well they always take pictures and like we've we're beyond that now like none of that was funny to begin with and it's not funny now especially since it's kind of like it's also really really lazy because it's kind of like how many times can we rehash this like y'all can't Y'all haven't gone to y'all's little meetings or whatever and been like, can we write something better than this? Like, it can't possibly be funny 30 plus years later. That's why, like, I feel like uh, I'm trying not to get on my I hate Mark Wahlberg pedestal because I hate him so much. (laughs) Why did I know? No, like, I I hate Mark Mark Wahlberg so much. (laughs) And it burned me up to see him in a new movie. Not only... Is it him? But it's also Mel Gibson. When you just hear about people like that, it's because it's just I don't understand how you're allowed <laughs> to continue exactly like your fuckery. I don't get it either. That's why. Okay, we're definitely off track from Dead Alive, but I have mm-hmm. to say this. Um, so basically, every man in Hollywood seems to be made of trash. Um, I feel like every day in the last like month month and a half it's been some new headline about somebody being extra trash and yeah what i like and don't like at the same time is so i'm gonna just talk about kevin spacey real quick so he's trash Mm -hmm. he needs to have Mm -hmm. his career ended immediately yeah and i feel like that's happening like i just read that ridley scott's like no bruh you're not going to be in my movie that's releasing this December. And he's been recast. Yeah, like three weeks. And I was like, whoa. Like Christopher, that's a bold Christopher, stand. I rip up Nazi flags plumber. Oh, yes. Yeah. But like. This is, uh, what was it? Captain Von Trapp? Yes. Love I it. I think so. <laughs> um, But like with him, it seems like they're moving really swiftly to end his career. And I don't mm-hmm. want like. It needs to be ended, but it also seems like with his oops, my bad, quote unquote, apology, where he came out as a gay man, I feel like that Mm -hmm. became a target. Like that's what really, really pushed it over the edge that he had to go, where you still have people like who have several documented instances of being a horrible, horrible person, and they still have a career that plenty of them that plenty and the crazy thing is too is that um a lot of these people when they first when they first broke that thing about harvey weinstein a lot of people like i can't wait till they get this motherfucker i can't get till they get this person and sure enough all the people but i feel like they're moving way swiftly on 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 kevin spacey i do too to a point i didn't realize they they could even do that but now that i see they can do that now i'm wondering could you hurry up and get some of these other people out the paint? They all they all need to get out the paint. Like I feel like yeah. Hollywood just needs to like screw screw scratch everything out and start again. <laughs> like that's that's basically the fix for this issue. Like everybody just, just set that bitch on fire. Return to whatever waiter waiters or waitress job they had before they were famous. Learn <laughs> humble their wigs. And let's start <laughs> over. Let's bring in some new folks, like those adorable kids from Stranger Things. 
who folks need oh, to leave love because they're children. Oh. oh, yes, yes. No, I'm ready to box motherfuckers about them kids. Like, don't talk about, I feel like they're my kids. I'm like, don't fucking talk about my kids. I feel the same way. I told someone at work the other day, like, so all of these children on this show, they're not my children. My fictional children yeah. that I want to protect and keep away from the nasties. We have adopted them as our own, and I will square up on anybody who makes any weirdo comments about them kids because they're in eighth grade. Like, leave them little kids alone. Like a, a little boy had to tell you to stop being a creep. You got a moral lesson yeah. for a kid who's still growing up. They're already proving they're a better person yeah. than you are. And he, he's supposed to be, like, a crazy little wild one. He's 14. Yeah, he's Get all that shit out of your system. Exactly. It's unfair. But speaking of babies, let's bring it back to the oh. dead alive. And let's talk about... Oh, this is my favorite. The zombie baby. I don't remember how the zombie baby happened. I just remember him pulling it out of, like, a vat of something in the basement. Because he's keeping all the zombies in the basement. I'll tell you how. The father... Okay. The zombie priest, zombie father, John Claude Van Damme, and the nurse. Oh, yeah. Lionel's mom's nurse got fucked up, too. And they, like, the priest and the nurse are in the basement, and they made that zombie monster baby. I remember because they were at the dinner table, because this is the thing, too, and I this is goes back to, like, very beginning about Lionel, is that Lionel was trying to do way too much and just should have said, hey, I got a problem. My mama's losing the side of her face right now. <laughs> I don't know what to do. But he's trying to, like, feed the zombies at the table. And, like, I remember, like, yeah, the nurse and the other, uh, what was you said, the priest, right? They were being very zombie flirtatious at, at this table. And I was like, uh, is that going to be a thing? So, yes, that's how zombie baby. It was a thing, all right. It was a very, very creepy thing. And, like... Peter Jackson, I, I don't know. I don't know why the zombie baby existed, but it existed, and it was running around, terrorizing people. I think it went to the zoo. Um, Lionel almost caught a CPS case, frightened the baby. I think Lionel took the baby out. And I was going to ask about that. I was like, why would you take, because he had it like in a little stroller. He was trying, he was trying to be a father to this, this poor little zombie baby. Yeah, and I was like, if you don't leave that little thing down in the basement where it belonged. It kept getting loose too. Definitely his like, the ladies in the park were like, why are you beating up on this bag and <laughs> kicking around this baby? <laughs> they, they, they probably reported that. And I was like, why would you bring it to this park? He was just trying to be normal. He was trying to live his life as an adult man in charge of a family of zombies. If he wanted a baby so bad, Paquita could have given him a baby. She wanted that man so bad. Only after the fortune. She would stop it. That was her future. That was her yes, that's one true. true love. She wanted the other guy before him. And then she saw that little that little arrow symbol. She's like, oh, this is my yeah, true Yeah, this love. is Bay for real. He got lucky with that fortune. Uh, otherwise. No, no, no thanks. No, thank you. I, yeah, he's seen it, but like mm-hmm. over like a lot of zombie shenanigans occur, and most of them occur when Lionel's <laughs> trifling, thick, thick uncle Les comes to visit. So he is a gold digger, basically. He came in and say, "You know what, my dearest nephew, 
I'm here to support you in your time of need. But once he like found his mother, like his sister's corpse, I guess, or it's, was he related to the mom or the dad? That I am unsure of. I feel like, I feel for some reason that he is related to the the mother only because they were both fucking horrible people. But I'm not actually, I don't know if they made, they probably made that clear in the movie, but I actually don't remember. Hmm. Well, whoever this uncle is related to, he comes from the trifling side of the family. Mm-hmm. So once mm-hmm. he realized like Lionel had like corpses in the basement, he was like, I'm going to report you to the cops or what we can do now is you can leave me half the state. And Lionel, Lionel, I guess I feel like Lionel's story arc was learning how to be a grown-ass man. Yeah, because his mother babied and bullied him. And he was like, he was like a grown man. <laughs> Lionel was a smooth 37 years old. <laughs> he, he, was. he was an adult man. Jeez. He he was trying. <laughs> the car saw it for him in Paquita. So he had that going. But his mom, I feel like if the mom was still alive or not a zombie or what have you, he was going to be a 56-year-old man with his mama in no bay. Oh, most certainly. He wouldn't even have a woman to raise his zombie baby with. Mm-mm. But like nope. Uncle Les, being trifling, was like, hey, so this is my new house. So I'm going to have a house party. So he invites what seems like the whole town over. And then it's just absolute chaos. And this, like, I feel like all the scenes in the house um, at this like, the climax of the movie at this really like zombified house party it bothered Mm -hmm. my soul (laughs) like okay so i like movies like evil dead and evil dead 2 i get splatter Mm -hmm. horror i get that but there was something about dead alive that just bothered me it was just too gooey it was too yeah so and i told you I told you this earlier, but the first time I watched it, I was like, eh, you know, it's really gross and this is crazy and and Peter Jackson's doing the most and that's fine. I watched it again last night and I decided that it'd be a really smart idea to eat spaghetti while watching this movie. I will never do that again. Don't eat while you watch this movie. You know what? When you told me you ate spaghetti while watching this, I was like, bruh, I kind of want spaghetti now. Spaghetti sounds delicious. But the spaghetti was delicious because I ended up eating the rest of it for lunch today. But the problem was is that I had to keep putting my bowl down because there are just so many scenes that are just like, yo, like this is nasty. Like, and the crazy thing is it just it just escalates and escalates and escalates. And I'm like, you can see like the more i guess the more chaotic things got the more they were like oh let's try this let's have like uh the zombie baby let's have the baby rip through a woman's let's face have <laughs> sentient innards the, the don't you know the zombie that they pulled down and his like guts came out and then they became like oh animated and sentient and they like communicated through farts and tried strangling <laughs> Like, that was so ridiculous. Like, it, you're right. Everything just got yeah. more and more and more and more. It was all 
too extra. So you started off extra, and then it just got, it just built on each other. There's a scene, actually, where it gets, like, so crazy that, like, just the whole house is covered in guts. Lionel's covered in guts and like you could practically like you I had so much trouble actually seeing sometimes like what was going on because everybody was just covered in entrails in like slime and goo and it's like this is so nasty but I can't look away but like Like, did you see when (laughs) they ripped off somebody's whole face like they not only like snatched their scalp off but they ripped off like their whole face it was just gone I saw that. I saw the part where the guy, I think he would end up down like this, sh- like a, where is he? He's like in a, in a chimney or something. And they pulled him out. He, they were pulling him out of something. And his whole lower half of his body, all of his skin was gone. He was just like bones and goo. And like, <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> it, it was gross. It was, it was gross. And, Ashley knows this already, but it honestly takes a lot to gross me out. I don't want to admit to it because I feel like this film should never have existed. It should never have been filmed. It should have. It shouldn't have been conceived. I've seen a Serbian film, and I don't recommend anyone ever, ever, ever watch it ever because it's absolutely mm-hmm. deplorable. It's one of those movies where I feel like people just make things because they can (laughs) and because it's so shocking Mm -hmm. and extreme, they feel like this is like absolute art. You were able to disgust everyone in your audience. So you are a true artiste, but it does no. And I watched that and it's deplorable. But I was like, okay, this is gross. I don't like any part of it. I don't even know why I'm doing this to myself. I must don't love me. <laughs> I don't. She don't sometimes. love herself. But like, Dead Alive <laughs> got way under my skin because of the gooiness. Just all of the blood and the jello. Yeah. And then like you got Lionel like cutting folks up with a lawnmower. And just like everything, mm-hmm. like Ashley said, was like covered in guts. Mm-hmm. I think there's one scene where he like slips. Uh, he's trying to run away and he he's just like moving like a cartoon <laughs> because he's like running in place because there's so much like gore and goo on the ground that he can't get his footing. I, <laughs> I, I like that aspect of the movie, though. I like the like goofiness of it like how slapstick it is yes. and honestly how cheap it looks it kind of yes. looks like a episode of are you afraid of the dark it was very like low budget but it was kind of it was like lighthearted. like it wasn't like like a lot of zombie movies i feel at least like as the genre progresses and i'm not like an expert at zombie movies but just from like what i see it's, it's very serious <laughs> Um, probably because it's like the end of the world, obviously. That's a very serious topic. But like, um, it's very, this movie is very like kind of campy, kind of goofy. And there's some parts where I laugh so hard because I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. I can't help it but laugh. And that, I was there <laughs> as well. But like, the in, like the movie is kind of breezy. Like, I feel like it's an hour and a half, maybe a little shy of that. So it is a fun watch. Yeah. But I feel like, the character of, of Lionel, I felt like he did actually complete his story arc. 
like he he was like literally reborn because I feel like he burst through like his mom's guts yeah at the very end his mom like ended up being like the this giant she actually kind of looked like the rat monkey (laughs) at the end but she was like blown up like you know how they have the um oh from like from ghostbusters where it's like that giant um what's it called i can't let's stay puff yeah the stay puff but she was just like a giant rat monkey because she i don't even know i was like what is that apparently he knew that was his mama so i was like well okay (laughs) like he likes final like he was reborn Mm -hmm. When he finally stood up to his mother. Yeah. When he says, Mom, I'm a 37-year-old man. I'm in love with the only Spanish Mm -hmm. woman here. And we're going to have a life together. I'm sorry. But it's like he stood up for himself. And then he became a true hero. It only took about 50-something bodies or whatever. (laughs) It that This had a high, high body count. Oh, yeah. It was still fun. It... I think this is um maybe like the fifth Peter Jackson movie I've seen outside of Lord of the Rings, which I've seen like an hour of probably all of them. I fall asleep during all of so them. So here's a funny story about my life. <laughs> I was like die hard that movie. I don't know why. Something about it. I don't know. It was also, I had a really big crush on Orlando Bloom for like the majority of my junior and high school years. So, you know, I kind of watched all that thing. I definitely have the extended versions of two of the Lord of the Rings movies. And that's like fucking like eight hours of film. Like it's ridiculous. So I was really, really heavily into that filmography. (laughs) Orlando Bloom played like Legoland. <laughs> Wait, Legolas? Legolas? Yes. Like he was an elf with like the platinum blonde, like yes. that bitch. He had bald, yes, he had blonde hair and blue eyes and he was an elf. Um, and I don't know. My mom took me to see that movie actually, so I blame her because I would have never probably seen that movie on my own because I, no, I had no idea what Lord of the Rings was. I was only... I think I was like in seventh grade when that movie came out. So I had no idea. So I blame her for years lost. But you are right that Peter Jackson, he's definitely more well known for like the Lord of the Rings trilogy and like what, like King Kong and a couple other, um, well, The Hobbit again. I wish he'd leave those those stories alone, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't need any more Lord of the Rings content at all. Well, they're making a TV show out of the Lord of the Rings. I was like, I, I was like, we're we're good. We don't need a TV yeah, show. I was like, we're okay. For what? We got like forty eight days worth of Lord of really, the Rings. Really, you can already. sit there for like a week or something and watch that shit. Plus all the special features, like it is intense. <laughs> I tried it one time. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be really into Lord of the Rings now. No, no, no. I just fell asleep. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It was very, I think part of it is very, it's very epic. Like you can see how much work went into it. And I think that is part of it. But I, I haven't watched it in years, so I don't even know if it still looks any good. Because, I mean, that's almost 20 years old, which is crazy to me. But some things do not hold up that look really nice. <laughs> when, like one of the first like Peter Jackson movies I came into contact with 
and I honestly didn't know he directed it until like years, years later. It when I was younger, like this is how much I love movies. So I would tape movies off of TV and get a tape with movies that I really liked mm-hmm. and put them all together. Usually my dad did it for me. My grandpa did mine. He would tape all kinds of stuff for me. <laughs> I would just take a tape and watch all of the movies on it. Mm-hmm. For like in the summer, I would watch it for like a week straight. So one of the movies that I absolutely, I don't know why I like fell in love with it, but I absolutely loved it so much. I kind of blame Michael J. Fox, but it was The Frighteners. Like when I was younger, I was really, really into The Frighteners. I felt like I've seen that movie at least a hundred times. And this is, I felt like The Frighteners still had that same campy nature as Dead Alive. But it was a little bit more polished. Like you could see um, Peter Jackson's progress when you go back and think on it. Like it still has like those goofy moments. It's still charming. It's less gooey, and it's just a little bit more sophisticated. Yeah, I will. Agree. I have not seen that movie, but I have seen like other movies he's done. Like we talked about uh, like Heavenly Creatures and that kind of thing. And I feel like I think the big thing that kind of carries through he does have like a sense of humor in his movies for the most part i think but also like you can definitely see like how big the production value got like from something like brain like dead alive to like i don't know like lord of the rings or what like king kong um i'm thinking of another one i cannot think of it but he just has, I think that's a big thing too, because his like, his special effects team, like I think he works with mostly like the same people all the time. I think you can kind of like tell, like they really support his vision, <laughs> especially in Dead Alive. Um, because I think it's part of it is just sort of trying to see like how far they can push it. Um, but then he just kind of, you know, once he got a budget, I think like... <laughs> He sort of like toned down some of the the more campy aspects of his um, filmmaking, which, you know, for better or for worse. Like, we watched this film from like really early in his career. And when you think about like, you can honestly see his progress when you think about other movies, which that's, I guess that's what you would want for every director. Like, Mm -hmm, yeah. And somebody who writes like (laughs) shitty novels, like. I want whatever project that I'm going to put out next to be better than my last product Mm -hmm. um, project because I'm always trying to make myself better. I'm always trying to learn new things and see how I can use those things. So, yeah, you can see that growth. Okay, wait. So I just Googled his filmography. So Meet the Feebles, which I've always heard about. He's he's got some movie called Bad Taste. I've never heard of that one. It is on, I feel like it's on um, Shudder. Or Amazon Prime or something like that. Yeah, the first, like, three of these movies definitely look like there's some sort of, like, horror. Um, not Well, this is more animatronics, anyway, because Meet the Feebles is about some animals. Heavenly Creatures. I've never seen, oh, there's a movie called Forgotten Silver, which I, I think is a TV movie. Frighteners. And then from the Frighteners, <laughs> somehow he managed to jump to Lord of the Rings. So shout out to that finesse. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, King Kong, The Lovely Bones is the one I was thinking of, which I don't think I ever saw that movie, um, but I heard not. it's, like, visually nice. 
it's not it good really it's 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 pretty like i don't know how to describe it it, it is very appealing mm-hmm. um the film itself is different and i feel like that's because the book is different um i read the book a while back like basically a little close to when the movie came out mm-hmm. um it's it's content that's honestly a little weird um it's a you want me to tell you what it's about isn't it like a girl gets lured into like a like some sort of thing and like the guy kills her and she tries to like tell people that she's been murdered basically yeah she it like she gets killed by some guy in his in their neighborhood you are kind of witnessing her life like that like after she dies she basically becomes a ghost and she mm. goes and watches how the people in her life how their life continues on without her okay. um that part was kind of like interesting to see um you could see like how it affected her family and speaking of Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg was in this movie. Um, <laughs> Ryan Gosling was originally supposed to play the dad, but yeah. it was something about him being too fat from eating grilled cheese or something. I feel like yeah, he. Did, I remember that he decided to eat a bunch because he said the guy would be like a creepy, overweight guy. And yeah, then... like he would be like eating from depression over losing his daughter. And Peter Jackson was like, no, 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 no. And he had to leave the project. Yeah. project. yeah, because Peter Jackson don't give a fuck. He'll fire you. <laughs> He's that, done that I more than once. Too. I like that. Yeah, he'll fire you if you don't so, agree. That's basically what the whole movie's about. And then it gets to a point, I don't remember if it's in the movie, but it was definitely in the novel, where she's, like, Susie's, um, the main character, is able to pos- possess um, one of her classmates. Oh. And has that classmate make out with a boy she had a crush on. Oh, all yeah. right. <laughs> See? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. But, like, if we go back to his filmography, like, he... I feel like he spent, like, a good 20 years making Lord of the Rings stuff. Like, because after, like, the Lovely Bones, the major things he's done is the Hobbit movies, which they aren't for me as as well no yeah i saw the first hobbit movie and something about it because it was like in a weird like it wasn't i think it was supposed to be in 3d but something about it looks so cartoony and i was so pissed off by it and i was like you know what i don't need to watch this anymore <laughs> and so i didn't watch any of the other ones was that the one like the this was the movie that they like invented a new way of filming like you were filming in like high frame rate or something so everything just looked like it was going really really fast everything honestly looked kind of like dead alive like everything looked cheap i feel i remember it feeling very like animated looking almost i don't know if it's because like the way like the of course like the frame rate or it was just like very i don't know it was just I was watching it and I was like, I don't like this. And I was like, I don't know why I don't like this, but I don't want to see any more of this. <laughs> and I just sort of ignored it. I saw the first one and then I went with my friends because they like Lord of the Rings. I was like, yeah, me too. I went after work to um, the 
the midnight screening. I'm glad mm-hmm. they um, adjusted that to have an eight o'clock for old people like me. Um, <laughs> but like I went in there after work and I just fell asleep. Like when I woke up, I woke up, they were talking to like a tree, fell back to sleep. I woke up and they were like doing parkour all across like an alley or something. <laughs> then I went back to sleep and then it was like credits. And I was like, huh, that movie was good. <laughs> yeah I, there's a bunch of there's definitely a lot of tree talking and I feel there's like definitely- was it something where like the little dwarf man was trying to hit on this elf and Legoland was like that's my bae or something see if, okay if he's if <laughs> Legoland if he's in the movie that I think that's one of like was it like the second one or third one yeah he's in the like- second one and the third one See, I think I think there was some sort of like, no, I don't know, I don't know if it's a love. I don't. Mm. It was awkward. Yeah, I don't know why they would do that. I know that Orlando Bloom was not in the one I saw, and I was like, well, this is garbage. And then, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I never saw, I never saw any of the other ones. But I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of weird elf dwarf love triangle weird weirdness i feel like this is kind of making me want to watch the third movie but i'm gonna love myself and not do that yeah yeah i don't mm-mm. i don't think i don't think it needs to be watched i know that whatever happened to bilbo left him with pstd wait was it bilbo oh, yeah. or was wait which one is when is which one was thick thick sean Aston? <laughs> you know he is stranger things now he, about, he's, he's sam so the thing about it is the hobbit is the prequel okay. to lord of the Rings. so like martin freeman is bilbo mm. and he and then um what's his name ian holm don't ask me why i know this ian holm is bilbo in lord of the rings but he's a lot older yeah so like, he's bilbo very he witch face right like, mm, yeah 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 that shit freaked me out in the theater let me tell you it freaked me out i used to fast forward that part shit was awful um but yeah i think it goes from like bilbo being like I don't know, like in his forties or fifties, to being like in a, like a hundred or something. Like, I think that's where. Don't they live to be like four thousand years old or something? Those are the elves. Oh. You're exposing my knowledge, and I see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the elves. And I think okay. the hobbits live to be like in their hundreds or something. Okay. Well, no, no, no. It's the ring that has him living so long. Oh, it's evil. That's right? what it is. It's the evil of the ring. That's what it is. Because I I forget how, how long they usually last, or last, live, but it's <laughs> definitely the ring. It's definitely the ring that's doing some shit. <laughs> so, as you can see, Ashley is a Lord of the Rings scholar. Yes! I am not at all. Expose me. Expose <laughs> me. So, to the masses. We're coming to like our final opinions on Dead Alive. I know we we've, we've talked about a lot of stuff that wasn't Dead Alive, but Dead Alive. What do you think? I I enjoyed it. I think it's like a lighthearted kind of goofy movie to watch. 
Um, definitely, like, I would probably watch it again during, like, Halloween and stuff. Definitely never eating during it again. Ever. Oh, if you introduce zombies in anything, I will watch it. Like, zombies mm-hmm. are my jam. And I felt like this one was more of the, like Ashley mentioned earlier, like, it's more lighthearted. Um, the reason why I like zombies so much is because it the way they are used often is they are kind of like holding up a mirror to like societal ills, especially mm-hmm. when you get into like um, George Romero's work or things like 28 Days Later. Um, but things like um, Dead Alive or My Boyfriend's Back or even that one zombie movie that I don't, I don't think it's an actual comedy, but it was when like Nicholas Hout was like a zombie and had a girlfriend who was not. That's not oh, a comedy. Um, oh, what the what? Oh, um, the one with Nicholas Hout. Yeah. What is that movie? Um, what is that movie? I wanted to see. It's something. No, I have to. I have to Google. It's kind of the one that was with the lady that's not um Kristen Stewart. Oh, like warm bodies. Yeah, that, that cool? one. Like, this I want to see that movie, and I never did. Don't do it. No. Oh, okay. Never don't mind. Do You're fine. I bought it. Thanks. You don't. You don't need that in your life. You're oh. okay. Oh no. <laughs> but, but like, yeah, Dead Alive is fun. I feel like I. I feel like you. I think I would watch it. Um, make it a tradition of watching it during Halloween. Like I have my, like mm-hmm. I'm a horror fan, so I really have my movies that I watch pretty much every Halloween. Halloween season, like Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I always have to watch A Nightmare on Elm Street, but I honestly I'll watch that like pretty much every other month. I don't know why. It's like a comfort movie, <laughs> but anyway, I would I would <laughs> recommend it to you. Like if you have a few, like if you have an hour and a half or two, um, you could find it on YouTube, but don't tell anybody because mm-hmm. they'll take that link down. Yeah, yeah, don't make it hot. We talked about Dead Alive. Um. I guess we can make like some recommendations for movies that you might want to watch in addition to Dead Alive. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm see, I'm like a baby, like I'm getting into baby steps with horror movies. So I'm not as like like Britney's an encyclopedia. I am just dipping my toe <laughs> in especially zombies. Zombies used to like freak me out more than they do now now i feel like i've I've kind of chilled out but when i was younger definitely they freaked me all the way out um but i would say i guess if you're interested in exploring peter jackson's filmography and further i would say heavenly creatures um just because i think that was i remember watching it i've seen it at least once i know i've seen it once and i think it's just so like it's so intense. It's like completely different from Dead Alive. It's completely different. And like the storyline is actually like a, a very like, because it's based on a true story. So I think that helps. You can't do too much when it's like based on a true story. I mean, you can, but like, don't do that. So I would suggest that movie. That is, um, that's definitely something that I think that people should watch. I don't think lots of people have seen Heavenly Creatures, which is crazy because I remember seeing that movie and be like, this is a little fucked up. Yeah, I feel you. Why has nobody else told me about this? I think I've, like, prior to, um, maybe a little after I, like, first came into contact with the Frighteners, 
I used to have a bad habit of like watching flicks, which wasn't like stars or HBO. They would just play older movies. So mm-hmm. I feel like I was, I was an insomniac even as a little kid. So I didn't sleep well and I would just stay up and watch TV. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I found heavenly creatures on like flicks a little bit after Titanic came out. Um, because of yeah. Winslet, they were trying to monopolize, monopolize that money. Get that money. Get them checks. Yeah, because I think that was her very first film. I role. feel like it was. Yeah, because she was still a teenager. Because I think Titanic was the thing that just made her like a star. Gigantic. Yeah, a star. A star. <laughs> but it it was a really interesting movie. Like I I know at the time I saw it, I was a little too young to get what it was about truly. Um, but I have watched it since mm-hmm. I've grown up, got older, and it it's a really good movie. Um, so I agree with Ashley's recommendation of checking that out. And I want to recommend The Frighteners because it's ridiculous and fun and it has like fun ghost jokes that are kind of weird and inappropriate. <laughs> but like, I don't, you don't really need to joke about ghost boners, but it's fun, I guess. Um, so I would recommend that. I mean, you know, you know. Yeah, it was like kind of <laughs> how like Sean Aston's dad got his groove back for a minute as a ghost. Is Sean Aston's dad in that movie? Yeah, he's like a like ghost. He's a ghost, a cowboy ghost or something. Oh, fun. Prospector ghost, but yeah, I say the partners. Okay, I have actually never seen this movie, so I'm gonna go put it on my list because yeah, please add it to your list. It's a great one. <laughs> ghost bones. I love it. It was a staple <laughs> in my household. <laughs> but so that kind of wraps up our pilot. Um, if you're listening mm-hmm. to listening to this, thank you. Um, we're just trying to fill ourselves out and see how all of this works um, and kind of get a swing of it. And it will get a little better, I hope, on our next episode. And the format is going to be a little bit different. We were just testing, like, dipping our toe into the waters, talking about Dead Alive. But we're mm-hmm. trying to do maybe um, talking about two movies um, and that have, like, similar themes and seeing what each of us um, get from it. Yes, yeah. I think we're going to each bring, what, one movie to the table, talk about it. Yes. See if it's... I think it's going to be a movie that we've both seen, though, right? Yep. So, like, yeah, I I picked Dead Alive because it was... Yeah. I actually had to see yeah. it. Yeah. Brittany, yes. Brittany's actually the reason why. I don't think I would have ever have even, <laughs> even searched for Dead Alive by, <laughs> without Brittany's help. So, this is how Brittany enriches my life every day. Yeah, and I really appreciate Ashley's talent for picking non-trash movies. But I bring the trash, and she brings the quality. This is balance, you guys. We have to have balance. Yin and yang. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Um, So you could catch us on Twitter at Black Girl Film Club and online at Black Girl Film Club. Ah blackgirlfilmclub.com. Yes. All right. See you next episode. Bye, y'all. Bye.